are back. We are back. That is right. Right before your eyes or in your ears are Andrea Yanis, a.k.a. Aficita, and myself, Franco Panizo, or Franco Panizo. No rolling of the R's there. You are watching or listening to Miami Total Football Radio, the show, a.k.a. Miami Total Football Radio, the show. Um, it's been a while since I've done that, and it feels good to do it. Now it's been missing. It's been missing in my life over the last uh, few weeks. We haven't done a pod in a while, despite saying that we would, but that's because we were waiting for a little more news and a little more, uh, you know, tangible stuff to sink our teeth into. And we have that here at last uh, before Inter Miami plays New York City FC in the final game of 2024. It is a friendly. We'll get into that in just the final a cash grab. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about someone says that. Is it a nice way? For, we'll talk about all that. You know, we'll sink our teeth into it. Andreita, the people have been missing you and the crew. Rope, uh, Rope Yerano here in the comment section says the best pod is back. Luis and Pistolero Suarez is going to be on smoke this, next year. Him and Messi, best combo. So I'm glad that we were mentioned in the same sentence or the same paragraph as Luis Suarez because uh, that's nice. That's nice. Yes, the best part is back. I, we appreciate that. And we appreciate you guys, of course, tuning in, whether it's uh, live here, watching via YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, or whether it's, you know, you're listening to us post-recording, post-live show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So Andreita. Let's start first with the pleasantries. How are you doing? How have the last few weeks been? Are you the same as me that you've finally just been like? Well, actually, I would want it to be that way, but no, <laughs> I have, I have worked still. I have still been working in other sports. Nothing like football, though, because I've had the NBA and the Dolphins. Mm. Um, that have been exciting, not until last week, because now the, the Dolphins are back to being the losing team that everyone talks about. But uh, it's been interesting. It's been interesting. I, I, we've been keeping busy, you know us. We are always everywhere in, in Miami, except in hockey, because I have only been into one game of hockey in my life, but maybe someday. But I've been missing football, so I, I was happy that Inter Miami was back this week. Um, and uh, that we saw training, we saw them, and uh, we're going to get to see them one more time in this 2023 uh, with that game tomorrow. It's going to be interesting because, uh, well, um, for Messi, it's exciting. He's going to present his Ballon de Oro to the fans in South Florida, and um, I guess it's kind of weird, right, because uh, he has won eight Ballon de Oros, but uh, this would be the first one that he has to present it in um, huh. friendly game, a meaningless friendly game when they are already eliminated, right? So it's a testament. People, I, I've gotten comments that people are really sad about that because uh, they are realizing it's really the end of Messi's career. So um it is what it is. It is what it is. At least Inter Miami ha can, and Inter Miami fans can um, get to watch that and get to watch uh, Ballon de Oro in their stadium. So it's going to be fun for them. But how, it's interesting. How many of them is the question? But we'll dive into that. Exactly. We'll dive, we'll dive into that. 
exactly because since it's a meaningless game and, and I'm bringing this up because I've uh, heard comments from people that know that we work with with the team covering the team and all of that people were were telling me like okay it, it would have been cheaper to go to to Paris <laughs> and stand outside the gala of the Ballon de Oro and uh, stand there and, and watch Messi with his kids and with his family than to take all their family to to watch tomorrow's game especially because they are already eliminated and it is against a not interesting team, another team that is already eliminated also up from the playoffs. So it's kind of been interesting to to hear people talk about that because you really see that uh, people were excited uh, to, to, to watch a Ballon de Oro, but Uh, some of some people got priced out, and and that's the reality because the cheapest ticket was eighty five dollars. Andrea, so. Andrea, I can tell you've missed me. I mean, the total football radio <laughs> because I asked you how you were doing, and you just went on a tangent, going right into <laughs> the meat and potatoes of the show. So thank you for that. But yes, I mean, obviously, our goal is to be back at least once a week, even during the off season. Next week, that's going to be very difficult. We'll try. Tell the people here. why. Because, well, Franco, because... <laughs> while I'll be working here, I cannot go to, to Honduras, Mexico, even though I would love to go to both games. Franco is going to Peru's games. So, Franco I'm, is I'm, living the life that we all want. I'm going somewhere. Uh, maybe <laughs> Bolivia. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but, no, listen, we'll try. We'll try to shoot for Monday. I don't leave till Tuesday. So, we'll try for Monday. But, Andrea touched on it. And we're going to dive into cash grab or actual ceremony uh is it greedy or is it going to be a golden night to celebrate Lionel Messi because like you said it is we are towards the end of his career I will say this since the season ended I've definitely exhaled because I mean the last couple months uh okay. the season the last two three months of the season I mean essentially since Messi arrived it was very very hectic I mean You know, you heard it from the team side, and I'm not even going to compare us to people that are performing for a living, but, you know, having to do games on such a short turnaround, previews, recaps, it, it was a lot. So I, I even said that to it people in, in and around the team. Like, if, if, if for us, it can feel like a lot. I can only imagine what it felt like for the players who have to physically compete in addition to mentally grind through um, what was a very busy, busy, and jam-packed stretch of the season. So... Um, it's been good to have a pause, although not too much of a pause because, like you said, we were back at the training facility this week. Inter Miami was supposed to go to China for a pair of friendlies, but due to some circumstances out of Inter Miami's control, that tour was canceled. There are two friendlies in China. With all the marketing appearances that Leo Messi was supposed to make, that the team was going to make, that all got canceled. Political reasons play a part in, <clears throat> excuse me, political reasons play a part in that. There was a politician or a former politician that passed um, just before Inter Miami was getting ready to leave. So country was in mourning. That played a part. <clears throat> From what I had heard also, organizers were not that uh, organized. So uh, <laughs> mala organización uh, yeah. in terms of the overall tour, which I think also played a part. You know, I think, I think a lot of, Finger pointing was happening to the political side of things, which I mean, absolutely. I, I guess that apart. was a relief. That was a relief that that happened because they said, like, okay, finally, this is the last straw. Because, like you, I've also heard that organization was not as 
uh, going as planned or as imagined because you know especially when we've seen teams um european teams go to china and uh, it's always uh tough because china is a big market and you need security and you need all of that so i guess that was a blessing in disguise for inter miami and we got to see them and and people will get to see messi tomorrow but listen we're getting more comments christian nechuta said se fueron al diablo con el precio de los tickets mito es que se creían como bad bunny se creían bad bunny cobrando 600 dólares por el 400 level so no translate that andrea what does that mean what is christian nechuta's comment what does that translate to They, he is saying literally that they went to hell, <laughs> to Satan, if you mean it literally, to hell, mm. he means, with the price of the tickets. And that's true. Listen, $85, the cheapest ticket, plus taxes. And hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Andrea, hold on, Andrea, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're, we're going to get there in just a second. Because we, we, we have to get our feet wet first. <laughs> All right, so, so China tour, we talked about it. Cancel, hold yeah. Cancel. So they oh, had yeah. to scramble to look for a... But why? Why did, why did they need at least one game? There's because, many reasons, but give me, give me one reason. The main reason is because Messi and I guess other of his teammates who have international duty this November needed to play a game, needed mm -hmm. to play at least one game, one professional game, um, and they needed that. Uh, not just Messi, but all of his teammates that are going to a national team, they needed that. You can, Inter Miami was eliminated even before the playoffs started and with that really ridiculous format, even though if you got eliminated from, from the playing or, or this first round of 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 play you get to spend almost half of october and november without playing so they needed especially uh, for the international players they needed something they needed uh, a professional game so they looked and i guess since everyone is having their seasons right now no one from europe is going to play no one from from south america or central america uh, were able to come to play even though people people have asked me why didn't they choose a rival from south america or even from central america it would have sold out the stadium And it would have been more worth it than to see another MLS team. But listen, in this time, leagues are in the mix of it in Mexico, in Central America, in South America. So they were not coming to play a, a friendly match with short notice. New York City FC was there uh, and 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 they got the call and they, they agreed to play this game. And now they're calling it the Ballon de... What's the name? Noche de, Noche, Oro. de Oro. Noche de Oro. Noche de Oro or something like that. So it's it, it turned out like they got the game that they needed and it's going to be a celebration and all of that. But um But the, I main, don't the know main reason, if... the main reason, right? The primary reason is that they needed to have another competitive game because there yeah. are international players on this team that are being called up to their national team. So they need to have some sort of rhythm, which I can't imagine they're going to get with just one game that's going to be yeah. a friendly against another another uh non-playoff team like i can't imagine the intensity is going to be all that high tomorrow yes they'll want to compete new york city fc is going to want to compete they'll want to win etc 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 but when there's nothing to play for then that intensity is naturally going to drop it's just it's just natural so look they haven't they have not played since october 21st that was the season finale against charlotte so it's been 7 14 tomorrow will make it 20 days since they played a game so almost three whole weeks Since they played a match, that's obviously not ideal, especially if you're an international player that's about to go on national team duty for, you know, in Messi's case, World Cup qualifying. So they needed to have 
from a sporting aspect, some type of match for these players. Now, from an economical standpoint, from a marketing standpoint, from a business standpoint, well, I mean, it also doesn't hurt to bring in a little bit of more money. I'm sure that, you know, the organizer probably had to pay them whatever they had to pay them, even though the tour got canceled, but they obviously didn't make as much money as they thought they were going to make being there, you know, in the, in the stadium, playing the game, um, you know, everything that goes around games, especially if you're on, you know, operations or on a business side. So they lost money in that way. And this is a way to help not recoup anywhere close to probably all of it, but something. So from a business standpoint, it also makes sense to have a game. Now, here we go. Andrea, I know you've been ready. You've been ready for, <laughs> for 13 minutes now, before 13 minutes. Uh, ticket prices, right? This is a friendly. Two non-playoff teams. Yes, one has a little messy. We know. The other one is New York City FC. No real star attraction there. The match will be played at Driving Stadium on Friday night. The game kicks off at 8 p.m. Or roughly around 8 p.m. From 6 to 8, there will be a presentation of Messi's Ballon d'Or. What does that mean? I don't have any inside information, but I imagine it's not going to be just him showing off the trophy. I imagine you're going to see some type of maybe musical performance. There's going to be more to it than just Messi walking around with, with the trophy. Who's going to be there? I don't know. You know, but that's just my sensation. Now, ticket prices, we can talk about that. And we have talked about that for weeks and months now because not only the ticket prices for when they, when Messi first arrived and how much they skyrocketed for individual games, but then when the season ticket pricing uh, came out and you saw the upcharges and you know some tickets multiplied by three, four times. And now, once again, it's a friendly after the season between two non-playoff teams. It's to celebrate Messi's record-breaking eighth Ballon d'Or. But tickets were not cheap. And from what we've seen, at least up until Thursday night, there's a lot of tickets it isn't sold still yeah. uh, to be sold. And you can tell when Inter Miami starts dropping uh, yes. social media on post. social media yes. you know that, that's, that's not selling uh, as well but as listen that is on them Franco because it's really unfortunate it's more expensive to go see this this game friendly game against New York City FC than it has been to go and see any international uh, football game for from any team even Argentina Honduras even Colombia Honduras that was played in driving stadium Honduras Guatemala any of those games you could get tickets for cheaper than that for cheaper than that games that matter even Copa Oro games that were played there the sold out game of Guatemala uh, Panama and all those games were cheaper than that and those were official <laughs> games so that is really unfortunate because it's supposed to be a celebration. It should be affordable for people. So let me tell you, $85, the cheapest ticket. So if you In the North End with La Familia, taxes, $85 before taxes for Ticketmaster. So you're probably 100, 100 Oh, you're talking 100 So if you want to go with your family, you'll have to spend, if you're a family of four, uh, with a husband, wife, and your two kids, you're going to have to spend $400 for a Minimum. game against New Year's City FC. Plus parking. Plus concessions. If you have kids, the kids are going to exactly. want something to eat, something to drink. You probably want some merchandise. It is I for mean, me. It is for me. For me, it's, it's unacceptable that they did this because... Uh, this should be a celebration for the fans to enjoy because as I said at the beginning, it's not every time that an MLS team is going to get 
to 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 present the Ballon d'Oro, and they're used. Listen, Messi won the Ballon d'Oro because of Argentina and PSG, and they get to get that attention that uh, that they mentioned that he is now playing in Inter Miami. They should at least be grateful to give that opportunity to the fans to be part of that. Thank seven to one tickets are at seven, uh, 55 right now and ticket master. They are getting desperate. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't imagine, know how true that price is. You, I don't know how true imagine, that price is, but that's fantastic if it is. Imagine that you're celebrating Messi's Ballon de Oro. Anywhere in the world, that would have been a full house. Look at that. Yes, that is what they it have is, to it do. Is 55 bucks official tickets is what they're going and for. And even right though now. So 55 podcast, it's still expensive. Yes, even 55 doable, is expensive, it's but doable. it's better. Yeah, it's more, it's it's better, but it's also too expensive. So, um I don't know. I don't know. I I think they are selling this as a celebration for fans, but I I'm, I've talked to at least 10 people that have told me like they were decepcionados. How do you say that in English? Disappointed. 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 They were disappointed because they really thought that they would have an opportunity to see Messi with his Ballon de Oro. And they were really priced out. Let's see tomorrow. Um, I guess that's, those tickets could go down because if it's tomorrow and the place is going to be empty, it's going to be very, very, especially very uh, bad look at them, especially because this game, another um, another grievance that I got from fans from MLS is that this game was scheduled to play on a Friday when you have a playoff game <laughs> at the same time. So people were saying, like, MLS is shooting themselves on the foot. <laughs> and I was like, well, like Tank is saying, messy effect, money. They, they have to take advantage. This game is also included in the Apple package. So you can wa if you cannot go, you can go to, to, to watch it in, in MLS. That's Steve Soccer. Munoz, Andrea. Steve Munoz said Messi, Messi effect. Yes. Come on. Proper Best. citation here. Proper citation in the comment Pro section. Steve Munoz, yes. I sorry, sorry, guys, that I got all messed up. But it the, the sentiment is the same because imagine like it's almost so Thanksgiving and it's Christmas. A it's, it's a cash, cash grab. Okay. It's a cash I, I'll say this. I'll say this. And it's just more of the same of what we've been saying for again, weeks and months, whenever this topic has come up. Inter Miami is trying to make a pretty penny on Messi's presence right he won the Ballon d'Or I'm gonna ask you in a little bit whether he deserved it or not so hold that hold that thought um and they want to make the most of it they want to capitalize on it right they want to bring him out they want people to take the picture say they were there or he presented it in a game blah 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 okay but then on top of that which is listen it's a nice gesture right it's off season time you know you want to have one more game it's a nice gesture to want to have a home game but then when you price the tickets at those ridiculous amounts up front, it clearly comes off as you are just trying to do this for a cash grab. The fact that the tickets have now, and this is now what we can say, we've seen it with our own eyes, down to $55 at Ticketmaster. Why not start there? Why not start the tickets there? Why is it taking, listen, I know Ticketmaster, this is a little sidebar for people that aren't you know, that familiar with Ticketmaster, how tickets work this day and age. Ticketmaster often, very often, especially when it comes to sporting events, music events, there's called this thing called dynamic pricing, which based on the demand, prices can change in an instant. So the fact that the demand has lowered is probably the reason why, I don't know this for a fact, but it's probably why 
based on the dynamic pricing uh, model. Swifties were trying to defend us from that. <laughs> so you've seen why and this is probably why the prices have have come down. Yeah. But why not yeah, start? Yeah, definitely. There? Why not yeah, start? They there? Like you said, this is like there. this is as absurd as like Bad Bunny's recent ticket prices yeah. for his you know his latest concert tour that he's going on in 2024. It is absurd that they're trying to you know play a friendly. It's a friendly between two non-playoff teams. I think they overestimated Messi and the Bandeo. Yes, it's a yeah. great great achievement. But the South Florida fan base, the South Florida market, is a soccer savvy market. It's a soccer savvy fan base. It, it sabe su fútbol, sabe lo que ven, sabe lo que no van a ver. They get it. So the fact that they know this is just a friendly and cool, Messi's going to walk around with the trophy, which is a neat moment. But is that really worth four hundred dollars if you're a family? Is that worth two hundred bucks if you're you and your girlfriend or boyfriend? Is that you know is that worth all that money just to see a trophy and then a game that means nothing and that the intensity is probably going to be low i think they overdid it um i'm not surprised that they overdid it it it, it makes sense for everything that they've done since messi has arrived um but i, I think was tomorrow, a little surprised though tomorrow i think tomorrow i think they run the risk of having a half empty stadium or half full if you want to be optimistic or pr um half empty stadium there for Messi's what's supposed to be a special moment. What's supposed to be a golden night for Messi could just look like a greedy night for Inter Miami. Exactly, and yeah. I, I think, and I think that's the biggest problem with the with the thinking. Like, yes, I get it. You want to bring in money. I get it. But by doing this and pricing yourself out, like the optics aren't great. You're going to leave yourself to be criticized worldwide if that yeah. stadium does not get close to capacity tomorrow. And I think exactly. They yeah. run that risk. They have run that real risk with how they've priced what is essentially a friendly with a Photoshop offer. Not Photoshop, sorry, photo op opportunity. Um, I guess I just repeated myself. Op and opportunity, but photo op chance um, prior prior to kickoff. So uh, unfortunate there from Inter Miami, but not surprising given the way that things have been run. By the way, I'll add this really quickly, Andrea, because I know you've got some things to say. The fact that this game is considered recent code um, for season ticket members. The fact that this is considered a reward or, or whatever, a benefit for season ticket members, I think is laughable, laughable. And that, you know what, if the ticket, if the ticket department is listening to this, listen, man, I think that is laughable that you consider this to be a season ticket benefit. Hey, there's an extra friendly being played and Hey, you don't get a discount on it. But hey, you get a pre-sale code, so you can buy your tickets, your ridiculously expensive tickets, first. Wow. Listen, that is, yeah. there's, there's way that better is. ideas to benefit or to, to give, you know, some some thank you to your season ticket holders. There's way better ideas. You can come up with, I bet you the, the comment section could come up with three right off the top of their heads in an instant that are better than this. This was, it's not a benefit. It's not a reward. It's not even close to saying thank you to your season ticket members that not even close not even close if maybe they got a discount on top of the pre-sale code absolutely but they didn't even get that they just get here's your code and here's your expensive tickets have fun um so anyway andrea no it is it is it is listen i was on the miami heat on monday and lebron was here the tickets were cheaper than this if you wanted to go and watch lebron james so it's really disappointing that Inter Miami is doing this uh, with these opportunities that, that they have. 
Super well, Supercaterfragilistic Super Fragilistic takes the other route. It says, on the other hand, it's an eighth Ballon d'Or. It's a unique event in history. It's likely this will never be repeated again in history. Sure. But they, why can't they just do an event where Messi just... An event. Well, why, where, Messi, where Messi walks around and he poses and he addresses the crowd. They could have done that and charged a fraction of the of this. And especially after the presentation and the whole fiasco that Osuna didn't sing, was, wasn't able to get <laughs> You and I were heartbroken by that. You exactly. and I were heartbroken. <laughs> and people weren't told until Camilo was there and Camilo was singing all his romantic songs when people wanted to perrear. So... <laughs> Yes, look, thank agrees with me because listen, I love Camilo, but you have to read the room. You wanted to go for a party, you you will not sing. You you have to sing your reggaeton and your bachata songs that and in your vallenato songs that you have. Not going to sing your Ay el el amor de mi vida. Of course, I love that song, but it was not the audience. And that people got told Osuna is not coming in the middle of that. People were very disappointed. Thanks, thanks so, so much. Especially... Hopefully, Camilo doesn't perform again. Most didn't stay for his performance yes exactly so i i think for me this in this historic moment what i was saying in the beginning this historic moment what called for and an appreciation for the fans would have been for them to be able to see it for free and you would have said okay i'm giving tickets for free at least ten thousand tickets for free for the first ones to who click this link or whatever but they didn't. So for me, it's a missed opportunity for them because, listen, when Messi leaves and when Messi retires, people will remember this. And, and it's really disappointing. And Steve Muñoz says, it's a Ballon d'Or. He won under PSG in Argentina. It shouldn't mean much for Inter Miami fans unless you're a huge Messi fan. Well, he's right and, also. Andrea, so that's where, that's where I brought up that comment from Steve Muñoz with a very nice comment there because it leads me to my question that I said I would ask you uh, a few minutes ago. I, I mentioned it. Did Messi deserve to win this Ballon d'Or? Well, listen. No, no, uh, no, 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 It's no, controversial, no. people. People, it's controversial. I could, I could have seen it, Messi winning it, and Messi not winning it. I could have seen both. Uh, since uh, that is why the Ballon de Oro got separated from the FIFA award because um, that that was the controversy. Because when once you win the World Cup. You're supposedly the best. No, that FIFA that is a FIFA the best FIFA event. So you're the best. But um, that's why FIFA created the best. But listen, the Ballon de Oro is subjective. It's voted by people. And in a year that Messi won, won the World Cup, uh, it, sh it, it should have gone to him. But I understand people that are mad that it did because um, in his team he didn't do well in PSG. Yes, he had a. A good season, but he didn't win anything uh, big. He didn't win anything big, and other players did. So, uh, so and in two thousand and ten, when when Messi won his Ballon d'Oro, when Xavi won the World Cup, it didn't go to him. So I understand that people are mad because We're of talking that. About and you have to years mention ago. that. We're talking about thirteen years ago. Yes. About right now. Hold on. Hold on. Yes, hold on. I, I'm just trying to explain to you why are people criticizing Messi? I, mean, I get. I get why people are criticizing. Some people mm -hmm. are criticizing. Listen, it's a record-breaking Ballon d'Or. Was he Was he as deserving? Was he? Was he up there? Did he deserve to be up there alongside some of the other candidates? Yes. Like, uh, Kylian Mbappe and Ellen Haaland, yes, absolutely, no doubt about it. Now, whether he deserved to win or not is debatable. On, yeah, on your mm -hmm. on your opinion. I, I was on a friend's podcast. It's not a soccer podcast, but we did talk about soccer because I was the guest, and naturally, that's where the conversation flowed. Um, and we talked about this, 
And one of the co- one of the hosts of that podcast said, this is the Cordones podcast, uh, one of them said that no way that Messi deserved it, um, that it's pure marketing and blah, blah, blah. I will agree that this is definitely in part marketing. But in my opinion, my soccer opinion, mi opinión futbolística, I think he deserved it. With PSG, didn't do a whole lot, but I put a lot of weight into the performance he put forth at the World Cup tournament. Now, the World Cup happened in 2022, right? But it happened at the end of 2022. So that's why it kind of trickles over into 2023. Normally, the World Cups are in the summer. So when the Ballon d'Or is given, that's taken into context. Last year wasn't really taken into context as the World Cup hadn't happened yet or hadn't finished yet. So now it comes into play this year, which is obviously a year ago, practically. So it's been a long time. So I get why people can be missed. For me, like the perfect example for me was last year, because last year, Benzema won the Ballon d'Oro, but for what he did with Real Madrid. So if you take that into account, then Haaland should have won this Ballon d'Oro, because what Haaland did with Manchester City was, better okay, so I think that's because where, it was a whole season but that's where instead I think, of uh, uh, three weeks and then people bring up penalties and all of that. You know, no, people no, are never that. happy. And people that, are but never I think happy. that's where when you when you make your opinion, whatever your opinion mm-hmm. is, whatever the listeners' opinions are, whatever the opinion is, I think you have to take into context what you as a person yes. value more. Do you value exactly. a club season more than a seven-game tournament, but the seven-game tournament is the World Cup, which is you know the highest level in international yes. soccer. Which one do you put more value? I am, I can see the argument from both sides. I can understand why people would say Holland deserves it because mm-hmm. you know he did it week in and week out over a longer period. But I put yeah. a lot, a lot, a lot of value. Yeah, it's in the, the World, World Cup. Cup. Like I told I you, this is a talking point just because the Ballon d'Oro is voting it's popularity contest because if it was the best then you sh- you only take into account the numbers the, the how many goals how many assists and and all of that and well, you, you also take you into take account the team how far the, the team, team went exactly won, and of course you take into account the world cup because yeah we we obviously saw that in the best in in, in the fifa's uh, uh Price, but listen to to tell you something that Ballon d'Oro, some something that adds more fuel to his fire is Emiliano Martinez being named the best goalkeeper in the world. What is that? Emiliano Martinez is not near. Listen, his save is historic, but his save is not the first one. Man, the people forget Iker Casillas in in 2010 against Arjen Robben. It was the same save, the same oh. kind of save. And Iker Casillas won the award that year because Iker Casillas was the best goalkeeper in the world. So, so people, and I think people get into these arguments because then you see Emiliano get that prize and Emiliano is not near, not near, not near, not near, not even in the top 50 of best goalkeepers in the world. And you saw, you, you, uh, Franco, please, and you top saw him. In, in, Stop it. Franco, he plays in, Af- in Aston Villa so and he's the weakest the link in that team. Of, no, and I love Emiliano Martinez because he played at Arsenal a lot of years, but he's not the best world, goalkeeper in the world. I can tell you 20 goalkeepers that are better. Yeah, you said 50, though. You said 50. Yeah, 50. 50. I don't think he's in the top 50. Oh, my goodness. All right. Okay. He's well, not. It's not about Emiliano. Just for the World Dibu Cup, he Martinez. is not. So, he's again. not. It's not about Dibu Martinez. And 
Okay, listen. I get, just give me a flat out answer, Andre. I don't want you. No quiero que me lo adornes. I know it's almost Christmas time. I don't want you decorating the answer. <laughs> yes or no? In your opinion, did Messi deserve it? Balone. Yes, Messi won the World Cup. He deserved okay. it. I agree with you. Yes, he deserved it. I understand the different viewpoints of why they think yeah. he should. But yeah, I wanted to say that because people, people like to argue. And I understand their argument because, listen, and that's the thing with the Ballon d'Oro. People don't understand. It's a popularity contest. Players vote. Uh, journalists vote. <laughs> It's not because of the numbers. So that's why that's you true. get Emiliano Martinez being best goalkeeper in the world when Manuel Neuer, Ivo Courtois, even Bono, who had You're getting a crushed, great Andrea. season. You're getting crushed Bono... in the comment section. You're getting crushed <laughs> okay. in the comment section. Yeah, read that. <laughs> Bono had a great season with Sevilla. He won the Europa League. And then he took his country to the semifinals of a World Cup with stellar performances. He is a better goalkeeper than Emiliano Martinez. That is, that is why he won in the best, so not Emiliano Ta Martinez. Tarun Chowdhury in the comment section talking about Messi. He performed in the biggest event in football, yeah. the World Cup, and deserved it. Now, Andrea, this yes. is where the comments are not going uh, in, <laughs> your, in your favor here. Super Fragilistic says, what? Come on, Dibu Martinez is, he a, is beast. a beast, but he's not Edward, the best. Edward Untavio says she lacked a football knowledge. She must be <laughs> in top 10. Tank721 says Andrea thinks straight calendar is better <laughs> than Dibu. Yellow card for Aki Seda from Tank721. Our, listen. our honorary referee. Tank721 always gives out yellow cards. A yellow card. No, so but yeah, referee. listen, to me, to me, for me, Messi deserved his Ballon de Oro. He won the World Cup. For me, every any player that wins the Ballon de Oro. And for me, that's why I mentioned the, the past, game. because for me, in 2010, it should have been Xavi. In 2014, it should have been Thomas Muller. In 2018, it should have been Griezmann. Of course, we had Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi those years, but the World Cup for me is more important than anything else. So, so I agree me, with that. All, think, all, always the season does. also comes into play. The season yeah, also it, it all, all, always it does. That's what I'm telling. Then why don't you accept that Divo Martinez is not the best goalkeeper in the world? I, but I, I didn't say he's in the best. You said like top 50. You, that's where you, the, uh, you just said it because you said you have to take into account the season. Emiliano's Andrea, season was never, horrible. Horrible. Re rewind the tape after this is done recording. I never said he's in the top <laughs> goalkeeper in the world. Now, listen, again, I go back to the earlier point, and then we can wrap up this mm -hmm. subject. The Ballon d'Or has become a very marketing yeah. type of thing, right? It's no longer just based on your sporting your numbers. merits, mm -hmm. right? Like, before maybe a few years ago yes but now with marketing and everything that comes into play i mean you looked at some of the guests there some people that are not even really soccer people and you're like what are they doing there it's marketing now so yes it's why maybe someone like Diego martinez wins that award because it goes with mm -hmm. the story tale of or the fairy tale or the story about argentina winning the first world cup in you know however many years it's been since 86 um so You know, it's it's part of it. It's part of it. It's it's mm. now marketing, unfortunately, has played a part in that in those awards. So I get why there's people that say, oh, you know, Messi didn't deserve to win, and they'll point to that. Again, for me, I put value in the World Cup. Yeah, a lot of value, especially with the performances he put forth. You know, he did score quite a few penalty kicks, but he was decisive. And listen, if Mbappé, if game. France had win the World Cup, it would have been Mbappé la Ballon d'Oro. That would have been easy, and people would have still been mad with Haaland because Mbappé is in a team that doesn't win anything big. But it would have been him because okay. the display that he had was also good, as good as Messi. Well, let's let's switch gears. Let's switch gears. Let's focus on Friday night's game a little bit. 
because Tata Martino was asked on when we go Tuesday. Tuesday was practice, yes, mm-hmm. or was it Wednesday? Was it Tuesday or Wednesday? It was Wednesday. Wednesday. Tuesday. Yes. Tuesday. Wednesday. Yeah. No, it was Wednesday. Tomorrow. Uh, yesterday. Yes, it was maybe. Yesterday. I don't yes. know. It was Wednesday. It was Wednesday. It was Wednesday. One hundred percent confirmed. Confirmed. It was Wednesday. Yes. All right. So Tata Martino was, of course, asked about Messi's role here. So you're going to get two sound bites, two video clips. The first of which is, of course, answered in Spanish, but the English translation immediately follows. The second one is much shorter. No English translation, but that's where we'll come in. So bear with us here. Two clips coming up. Tata Martino talking about Lionel Messi in this. Noche de Oro match against New York City FC. Bueno, claro, porque además es el, el, el gran artífice de este partido. Y no, y además tenemos justamente acompañarlo en, en el festejo de su octavo balón de oro, eh, pero también es una oportunidad para, para volver a competir, aunque sea a nivel amistoso, para que la gente pueda ver otra vez a Leo y a sus compañeros en campo. Eh, y bueno, en definitiva para despedirnos de la, de la temporada, pero este, realmente estábamos buscando eh, poder tener algunos partidos amistosos por este, circunstancias que no dependen de nosotros, no pudimos ir a China y esta es una, una buena oportunidad. All right, and by the way, the man translating that is Rafa Cabrera, the head of PR for Inter Miami on the sporting side. My rule is we never talk about the PR people for better or for worse, because if we talk positively, it's going to sound like we're kissing their butt. And if we talk negatively, then, well, that might not go too well for us. So the rule <laughs> is if I can't talk good about you, then I can't talk bad about you. I just will not talk about you at all. So that's that's always been my rule about you know PR people specifically talk about the team overall but specifically that's been a rule in case any of you are curious all right this was the follow-up question for tata on messi's minutes tomorrow night i will translate after no but eso fue una circunstancia de, de un entrenamiento nada más sí 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 está para no sé si va a jugar a la 90 pero está para jugar so i asked tata martino if messi's going to play the 90 minutes, if he's able to play 90 minutes, because there was a picture that came out in recent days. It was like a photo with, um, <clears throat> I forget who was next to him, but it was like, you know, a happy photo post-practice. Gregor. I forget who it was. No, no, it was somebody else, because it was the, it was not an inner mind player. It was like somebody, a guest. Um, and in that picture, you see Messi has, you know, pack, a pack of ice wrapped around his right ankle. So I asked, you know, Tata about that and whether Tata, whether Messi will play you know, is able to play the 90 minutes. And he said, you know, the ice thing was just something that happened post-practice. It's no big deal. Um, and that he doesn't know if Messi's going to play 90 minutes, but that he will play. So it doesn't sound like he's going to go the full the full distance in this one, which understandable. He's got World Cup qualifiers coming up in a matter of a few days. So, you know, why take the risk of playing him 90 minutes? You probably see, you know how he's come in in the 54th minute when he's entered games? 
I think in this one, you're probably going to see him play up until that 54th minute mark, maybe 60 if they want to push it a little bit. And I think that last half hour, he will not be on the field. Um, you know, I think they'll give him his standing ovation. Um, I don't think they'll kick him off at halftime. I think he'll get his his standing his standing ovation. Yeah, for people to clap, people if they feel the stadium to clap. Listen, I does the game to, matter? To, to, that, does the game matter at all? No, it does doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter for anyone, unless anyone gets injured, right? I, I, think, I think Messi, like Messi, scoring is like the only thing people care about. The result, no one yeah. cares about. The performances, do you really care about the performances in a, in a friendly? That no. doesn't mean a whole lot in the grand scheme of things. No, I, it, this game doesn't matter. And listen, people are watching our show, and Charlie Vice. Yeah, uh, uh, under the the comment section of of the post that you made on Twitter, is mm -hmm. having um a poll. A poll is Inter Miami Noche de Or golden or greedy? <laughs> Let's see if people agree with us because well, it's one of those rare rare chances that Franco Paniso and Andrea Yanes are in agreement on something. <laughs> we are never in agreement on almost anything, so well, this is a rare side, and and I well, guess I people up. would agree with us. I teed up. I gave the assist, the beautiful cross to Charlie Weiser, because the name of this pod is Messi's Noche de Or, Golden or Greedy, with a question mark. Yes, so, exactly. That's no, what I that I saw that post and it was interesting to me because it's in the title. I'm just saying, you don't give all the love to the goal score. Give some love <laughs> to, the, to the assist man, the facilitator. Yeah, but the well, come on. I, I want to see what what people think because uh, listen, it, it is what it is, and no one would care even if Messi scores a goal. Yes, people would say, "Oh, what a beautiful goal!" Messi in his celebration is going to go viral, but uh, I think. It is just to so it's greedy. To, it's greedy. You think to, it's greedy? To, to greed. It's greedy. It's greedy. It's greedy. And just uh, yeah. for them to be active and to see. I, I listen. If I am one of the twelve international players that called, called, even maybe more. We don't know exactly if all of them will be called up. Maybe fourteen players will be called up. But I don't think like the ones that are official already, like Kamal Miller, David Ruiz, um, Diego Gomez, Lionel Messi, are going to risk themselves, especially with the games coming up, because uh, uh, in, in South America they have the qualifiers and in CONCACAF they have Nations League semifinals. So it, I don't think we're not going to see any player putting, putting up all their quality for, for this match. And, um, all right. So, Andrea. It is Talk what it is, greed. It is, I agree. I agree that it's greedy. Uh, fully on board with you uh, on this week's pod for the most part, except for that blasphemous Emiliano Martinez comment. If he ever signs for Inter Miami, I don't know if that's not, I'm not saying that's ever going to happen. I don't, I'm not saying he's linked or anything, but if it ever happens, you better hope he does not get a whiff of this because I don't think he'll <laughs> I ever, could say it to ever his speak face. to you. Um, <laughs> I could say it to his face. I right, could well, say it to his let's face. Move, let's move beyond front. Because, you know, we have to start looking at 2024 in more detail. And there were questions to Tata on Tuesday about that. We already know when preseason starts. We've already gotten some insight into what the team is doing or what they're thinking with regards to the preseason friendlies, which the response wasn't surprising. But let's dive into some of that here as we begin to enter the final third of this week's pod. So we'll start with Tata talking on Las fechas, the dates of when 2024 preseason starts. It's literally, I would say around the corner, but it's closer than we thought and closer than some people might think. 
No, el, el, el inicio está estipulado, hay una parte que tiene que ver con este, prueba, análisis, revisación de jugadores que va del 7 al, al 9, si mal no recuerdo, de enero, de ese, entre domingo 7, lunes 8, martes 9, el primer día de entrenamiento será el miércoles 10. Miércoles 10. So, so January the 10th. So January 10th is when training officially begins, which is a Wednesday. Right? So he said on the 7th, 8th, and 9th, which is the Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, players will report for medical examinations, their physicals, etc., etc. I'm sure they'll do some light, some light work that's voluntary. But officially, preseason begins on Wednesday, January 10th. So not long after the new year. Normally, preseason starts at the end of January. This time, it started closer to the beginning. So uh, we don't know when the season starts just yet, but it sounds like the season's going to start much, much sooner. But we and, know course, when when they they will start in the Champions League because they, uh, fortunately, don't play the first round. They go directly to the octavos, that is... Round of 16, I, I think it's called in English, right? Round of 16. Mm. Yeah. So they go directly to that. They are going to play on the 2nd of March, 2nd or 3rd on March. So um, that's when they will play their first game. I'm thinking about the season because I don't think MLS is starting in February. So their first official game should maybe. be, maybe. Yeah, it could be with the calendar next year if they want to play League's Cup. Mid-February. February, maybe. yeah. Maybe it could be possible, but right now, like if we take this year for example, the first game of the season will be the Champions League game. Right now, if we take they started this year, I think March 15th, first MLS game of the year. So the first game of the Champions League is going to be second or third of March. The first competitive game, Andrea. Because yeah, competitive. Well, official, be pre-season yeah. friendly. Official. But Jose, Jose Armando, Jose Armando, aka. Your partner in crime, aka rights holder Jose, <laughs> aka Island Jose, aka Cinco, aka the man of many hats, nicknames. I was I was gonna say mother effing nicknames, but I will uh, I'll spare I'll spare it. Um, the man of many nicknames. Uh, he asked about preseason friendlies and whether mm -hmm. it's going to be internationally or mm -hmm. whether it'll be international and this is what tata martino had to say again the answer won't surprise you but we have an official comment on the matter bueno es algo que justamente en estos días hemos estado conversando eh, mucho con el área deportiva y con el área comercial y trataremos de contemplar este eh, todas las necesidades que tiene el club obviamente dándole prioridad a lo deportivo pero si sí se analiza estar una parte acá en la Florida, si se analiza tener algunos partidos amistosos en el exterior, obviamente que esto no tiene confirmación, pero este, analizamos ese escenario para, para tener una pretemporada de alrededor de 40 días. Exactly, yeah. And that's what... And, well, and translate that's what, it, Andrea, translate yeah. it for our non-Spanish-speaking listeners or viewers. Well, he's saying that, yes, they're looking at onto it with the commercial side of Inter Miami, but they're taking into account the sporting side. They are planning to play here in Florida, but they're also planning to uh, go and play internationally. 
So, uh, because it's a commercial opportunity for me, Tata is very telling when Tata Martino can talk, he can talk because for me, he was clear. Yes, we're looking for commercial opportunities. That means money, money for me. They are waiting to see who, it, who will be their rival. So they're going to get two teams uh, from the previous rounds to see to which country they would have to travel for me. They would take that into account when the draw is, uh, is done next month in December, the 13th of December. They're going to know who are they going to play next year. For me, they will take into account that to see where they're going uh, to play internationally. Uh, I guess they would want to go to Argentina, but they can also go to Europe. They could also go to, to, to China, still to Asia. A lot of markets because Messi is always interesting in, in the rest of the world, but it depends for me how long those trips or how many games it depends on which team which teams could be their rival because if they have to go and play in mexico and if they have to go and play in the caribbean or in central america depending on that the team cannot put on that many miles to begin the year with in preseason and uh, for me they are waiting on that to see how much travel would they have to do for the first game of the of the season I won't say it's fascinating, but, you know, if you look at it from a bigger picture and, you know, you take the context and you take the comment that he says, se prioriza lo futbolístico, lo deportivo, mm -hmm. right? So the sporting yeah, aspect, the soccer aspect uh -huh. is the is the priority. Now, why would he say that? If there's any other preseason, do you get that comment? Well, the reason for that is because absolutely the business side and the okay. marketing side with mm -hmm. Messi there is going to play a role in where they go this coming winter. Right, exactly. Jan January, February. That's definitely playing a part. It definitely, that definitely factors in. It's not going to be the priority, or at least it shouldn't be the priority. And from Tata's understanding, it it's not going to be mm -hmm. the priority, but it is going to be a factor in where they go to play and who they play against. So that's part of the equation. It's part of the equation here. And by the way, we don't have an official date for when the season, the MLS season begins. Mm -hmm. But I think and it's something we missed here, and I think it's important to bring up. Based on the reports, and I think, you know, from my understanding, it's, they, they're going to be credible. They will prove credible, um, or they are credible. Is that Inter Miami is going to play Newell's in a friendly at Driving Stadium on February 17th. That is a Saturday. I imagine that will be Inter Miami's final, and this is not inside information, this is just my opinion, my sensation, my supposition. I think that'll be Inter Miami's final preseason friendly before the season starts. So if you're playing a friendly on the 17th of February. You're looking at probably 23rd, 24th, or 25th for the opener, which is that following Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I won't say circle your calendars, but you know, put a little asterisk around that because I have a feeling that that will be when the season opener is. I don't know if it's going to be at home or away, but I think you know that might be when M the MLS regular season officially gets underway in 2024. Andrea, before we get into more of 2024, let's talk about a tournament. La Copa Interamericana that has been rumored about in the last few days. And that is a tournament between two South American teams and two North American teams. Essentially the winners of the Leagues Cup, Inter-Miami. Uh, Campeones Cup, is that is that the other tournament? Um, no, Champions League. Oh, Champions League, okay. And it, and it it is a Leagues Cup. It could be any of the other CONCACAF Cups, but, no, but this it's year it's going to be Leagues Cup because Inter-Miami won it. Right. But want I wanted there. to make that distinction. This tournament was announced last year when they announced Copa America. And 
the the one that had their their place but was the champions of the of the champions league that is club leon from mexico and then the second one was going to be decided because it could have been the champion of the central american cup but they decided when inter miami won league's cup that is it was going to be a champion of the league's cup against the champions of tournament copa mm -hmm. libertadores And Copa Sudamericana, yes. which essentially are the Champions League and the Europa League, if you're looking at yeah. it from a European standpoint, those two tournaments in South America. It would mm -hmm. be a four-team tournament. You know, I imagine it's not going to be CONCACAF versus CONCACAF and CONMEBOL versus yeah, CONMEBOL. The whole reason for mm -hmm. it is to have the international competition. However, that's mm -hmm. just a rumor. I asked Tata Martino about that rumor on Wednesday, and this is what he said about the competition. Poured a bit of cold water on the possibility of it happening. Nada. Nada. No. O sea, más allá de que creo que un, es un deseo de, de, de mucha gente, este, ni siquiera uno puede animarse a, a, a pensar dónde, dónde lo va a ubicar, ¿no? Es un torneo que, que suena lindo, pero que, bueno, con tanta competencia como hay, es difícil pensar que se pueda... Este, ubicar en alguna parte del año. And listen, the tournament could still happen without Inter Miami because I am telling you. Translation time, Andrea. We have to translate oh. first. We oh, have to sorry. translate first. I know you've been sorry. missing Miami Total Football Radio. <laughs> We have to translate for the English speakers that don't speak Spanish or understand. Uh, so what Tata said there, and I'll wrap it up in a quick nutshell, is that while it's a, you know it's a it's a nice idea and it's something that a lot of people are hoping happens that he doesn't see where it could fit into the schedule for next year, given all the competitions that Inter Miami has to play uh, between League's Cup, Open Cup, possibly uh, the regular season, now Champions Cup, formerly known as Champions League and CONCACAF. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough in his opinion, in his viewpoint, where you can fit that tournament. Because, I mean, you imagine it's going to be Listen, played in the United States, what I was going but the to travel takes into is... a part there. Yeah, that is what I was going to say. L listen, the tournament, everyone is putting Inter Miami because they won League's Cup. But for, from what CONCACAF announced, the negotiation was to do the equivalent of uh, the team that won the lower division from CONCACAF. And the lower division is not League's Cup. It's the Central American Cup. So the tournament could be played be between the two champions from CONCACAF and the two champions from uh, South America without it needing Inter Miami. Of course, CONCACAF and CONMEBOL are interested uh, now that it's the, the League's Cup champion, but it could be the other champion. So it's not, for me, it's not given. It's not given that it's going to be the champions of League's Cup. So I think it's a given if it does happen, because the whole reason for it is to have capitalized on Messi. Again, marketing plays a No, role. because people this happened before Messi came to MLS. And the reason Andrea, that this happened... Messi, Messi Franco, here. listen, let me no. tell you something. I, no, I no, cannot no. let you disinformate people, giving disinformation. This, this tournament was planned from last year, before Messi planned to come to MLS, before Messi even won the World Cup. This was planned since years ago. This is not something that happened because of Messi. And this happened because Conmebol wants Mexican teams back to play Libertadores. 
this is why is this happening because Inocente, they wanted yeah. to play against Mexican Franco, I was telling you Mexican teams if you don't know Mexican teams competed in Copa Libertadores yes they did and then they stopped inviting them they stopped they stopped doing that yes but that was not back, because that is them. not because they disinvited them that is because owners in Mexico voted against it this has been if you don't know anything about the region franco you cannot come here oh down and say that it's because of messi this tournament was planned more than two years ago you can see the the press release when this was announced and it was years uh, yeah. ago if you before messi that, came to Inter if you Miami. believe that i have a blaze matweedy boat to sell to you and if you're a long time listener of miami Total football radio you will get that reference from the days of steven primo brenner this was planned years ago franco and uh, with before Messi okay. came to all right. So does the tournament happen? Does the tournament happen? Yes or no? I don't think it's happening next year. Okay. If it does happen, if if is it going to be Inter Miami that's in there? Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I buddy. Am... That comment had to be made that that was not the plan. Okay. Uh, let's move on. Um. Let's see. We've got a couple more talking points here. Well, before we get to a little bit more of 2024, let's talk about some of the other news that's happened since we last recorded. Some players have left Inter-Miami officially. One of them is Joseph Martinez, which after the uh, Charlotte FC match, which he did not dress for, Tata Martino said it was going to be very difficult for uh, Joseph Martinez to return to Inter Miami. He essentially said he's gone. He's leaving. That's why he didn't play in the season finale. Um, that it was unnecessary to, to have him play and run the risk of injury. So Joseph Martinez is gone. Victor Uyoa is also gone. One of the day oneers, the one of the day one players, the jugadores que estaban ahí desde el inicio de, de Inter Miami, de, de, de la primera temporada de Inter Miami. Victor Uyoa is gone. Uh, one more player has also left, and it's blanking. I'm blanking on it. Who was it? Who else Third left? Who? Who else left? I think it was Victor Ulloa and Joseph Martinez. There was a third player, though, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. There was a third player whose contract was up or they were not bringing back. Dixon Arroyo. No, but Dixon Arroyo, they haven't, they haven't announced that yet. Um, I'm going to pull it up. I'm going to pull it up. But anyway, besides that, Everybody else, except this this third player, uh, is back for next year as of right now. Now, that doesn't mean there's not going to be moves that will be made um, in this in this uh, winter, in this offseason, but those are the players. Um, oh, Jake Lacala. Jake Lacala is the other one. <laughs> That's why we forgot, because he had a very minimal role to play with Inter-Miami in 2023, despite Phil Neville's best efforts to say he was going to be a big player for this organization <laughs> in the coming weeks, months, and years. Um, so those were the three players that absolutely will not be back. Um, contract options exercised. Ian Frey, Cole Jensen, Robbie Robinson, Ryan Saylor, Lawson Sunderland, Robert Taylor. Uh, ongoing conversations. Dixon Arroyo, Leandro Gonzalez Pires. Dixon Arroyo wasn't there. Correct. On, well, I mean, that's mm -hmm. noteworthy. Um, Just and, for, so that people know that don't get your hopes up. You're and not training with that team. Regarding... Leon, Leandro Gonzalez Pires, he's still under contract with Inter Miami. He's just been on a two-year loan. That was the initial deal. Two-year loan with River Plate. If they don't, he doesn't purchase, play. 
he does play, but if they don't trigger eventually, but if they don't trigger that option, much. if they don't trigger mm-hmm. the buy option, he, he has to come, to come back. back. Miami. And he has mm-hmm. played with under Tata Martino before at Atlanta United, where they won an MLS Cup together. I am absolutely of the belief that Inter Miami needs another center back for the five man back line that they want to play. Uh, and I think he would suit it a little bit better than Sarri Christoph, who, by the way, I think is a good defender. He has had very big matches for Inter Miami. And if he's not back in 2024, I think it's more because he doesn't fit what Tata Martino wants to do, more so than because he wasn't up to the performance levels. I think there's a home for Sergei Kristoff in MLS somewhere. If you're an MLS team, you're a smart MLS team, and, and he's up available in, in you know in the trade market, you go yeah, and grab him. Yeah, just look at Damian Lowe in, in semifinals already playing every so, game. The other player uh, is Emerson Rodriguez, who is uh, coming back from loan with Santos Laguna. That's your boy, Emerson Rodriguez, because you've been a staunch defender. They could. Santos could buy him. That's could buy him. Probably mm-hmm. not happening, though. So Inter Miami is going to have to figure out what to do there. Um, the rest of the players, they are all under contract for 2024. Doesn't mean they're all going to be here in 2024. But they all have a contract for 2024. Now, we know about Luis Suarez. The interest in Luis Suarez. Tata Martino confirmed that weeks ago. And by the way, tonight, Thursday night, he scored a... Comeback hat trick for Gremio against, if I'm not mistaken, Botafogo, Botafogo. The, league, the league leaders in Brazilian in the Brazilian first division. He scored a hat trick to inspire a four to three comeback victory. And I tweeted this out. Yeah, it was Botafogo. I tweeted this out. If you have any doubt about what Luis Suarez can do next year in MLS to opposing defenses, it's because you're not paying attention. Luis Suarez is doing a very good job and having a very good season in the Brazilian But let's say it's a Brazilian team. He has stars all over him. Here he's going to have Messi. Correct, but he's also going to be going up against, you know, for the most part, college yeah. graduates, defenders yeah. that are not at that level. Gardeners, but like Beckham said part. in his documentary. <laughs> Gardeners. Uh, so he's going to be going up against weaker competition yes. as well and um, a player of his experience his talent his quality su jerarquia yep. i think he's gonna have a monster season now does that mean he's going to play every single game no I for think me gonna... that's that that's the doubt with luis suarez and i have told you this before his physical condition because in mls travel and fields uh, synthetic fields especially it, are gonna be a problem for him we already know that he he had trouble passing his medical test with Gremio. And um, it's going to be interesting to see. But he's going to score a lot of goals. Listen, uh, have like you have seen all these uh, great strikers that have come to MLS, he's going to. He's going to do that, and having Messi around is is going to be even better for me. The only question mark is his physical of course. Uh, capabilities, of, of course. and but he he's a proven striker. He is even at thirty six, like what he's doing in, at thirty six now. At thirty six yeah. now, he's definitely a level, if not two, in my opinion, above what we saw from Gonzalo Higuain at the end of his final season in twenty twenty two. 
That was only let's, Wayne was let's, good. What we I have to Suarez see is Luis that. Suarez comes here to Miami and it's Asado every week. And if he's going to turn out like Gonzalo and get a little bit fat, that's <laughs> that's something that's something that we that we have to see. But his quality, I agree with you. He's better than Gonzalo Iwain. And Gonzalo Iwain, I have always defended him in this podcast. His quality was the best in the MLS in that moment. And for me, Suarez is better than Iguain. So fans of Inter Miami should be excited, but should You're know also a Real that... Madrid fan, Andrea. Let, let the people know you're also a Real yeah, Madrid fan. Yeah, so but I can I, I'm not blind. Like, I, I wouldn't say, like, oh, Luis Suarez is bad because he scored against Real Madrid. No, he's a very good striker. And he was the best striker in the world in, 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 in years I, past. So... I jokingly told you, I jokingly told you before the podcast, because that, it goes to the point. I think, of course, the biggest question mark about Luis Suarez is, is he going to be able to stay healthy? Are the knees going to hold up in MLS, which has, you know, uh, such arduous travel, travel so much. For me, know, for them, the travel is the absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Like Jordi Alba and But and, like I joked to you, where... like I joked to you before the, the show aired and the show went live, I mean, he's going to be the main option for the most important games as long as he's healthy. And I think he's going to play games in MLS here and there. And I, but I jokingly said to you, Campana will play as a starter in every game, but the most important games. Those will be the ones that Luis Suarez will be starting in. Yeah. But and that's obviously tongue in cheek. But I do think that that's what we're going to see next year because they're going to yeah. manage Luis Suarez. They're not going to play him they every have single to. game. They can't. They can't. They're going to run him into the ground. Especially after what hurt. happened with Messi this year, with all the traveling and all. Right. The, so it's the about only advantage. Him. Yeah. The only advantage that Luis Suarez has. Uh, before Messi is that he is not uh, uh, seleccionado. He's not going to his national team anymore. He's already mm-hmm. gone from he Uruguay. Was he was called up. When? He was recently For the eliminatorios? No, he wasn't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was called up, Andrea. This sure this cycle, called. maybe the, for this November games, he was called out, but the the other past games, he hasn't been there. It's Darwin Nunez's uh, time now. So, um. Not him and not Cavani, but maybe they could have been called this November. But for me, that's uh, that's one positive because unlike Messi, he won't be traveling to to go to to World Cup qualifiers and and to go to Copa America and all of that. Maybe he could he could get back. There's reports that he's going to get called up. There's reports. Yeah, it could it could happen. But you have Cavani also that play Libertadores final that could go before him. But that's one positive. Right now, Luis Suarez is not. He has not played with the national team after the World Cup. So uh, that is a positive for Inter Miami. And that could help him because with all the miles that you get from travel in MLS, he's going to get uh, – that is one big adjustment that these players have to make. And we saw it with Jordi Alba and we saw it with Messi that it affected them. But for me, it's Luis Suarez – Super fragilistic. Says mm-hmm. Messi needs a quality attack partner. Suarez is the perfect partner for Lionel or Lionel. There is no player in Miami who can make a wall pass. <laughs> There's no player that can do a one-two, una pare, uh, give and go. That's MLS so, for you, baby. Players, uh, they jo- can Joseph win. did a little bit. Joseph did a little bit. Not, not a a little best, bit, but I, 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 talking about South American football, I, I don't know if people watch the Libertadores final, but that first goal from Fluminense, that was how football is meant to be played. The primer toque, that is incredible. And here in MLS, if uh, Messi gets to Suarez, we're going to see that from Inter Miami. This year we saw glimpses of Messi's quality, but we didn't get that because not Campana, not uh, Joseph Martinez. Sometimes we saw it with Robert Taylor, but then Robert had a decline in his um, 
health. Imagine, but imagine the goals we might see next year. Imagine yeah, the that's going to be see. like Slatan. Like we saw Slatan. I've always talked about Slatan is one of my favorite players ever. Slatan destroyed MLS defenses. It was like ridiculous how easy. Slatan teared Tank, out MLS. Tank 721 says Pistolero will be Slatan to point All right, well, we'll move away from Luis Suarez because we need to start wrapping up. But there are a couple more uh, sound bites here, a couple more mm -hmm. clips from Tata Martino from the availability on Wednesday. One is when I asked him about reinforcements for next year, he didn't give any other names. He didn't say positions really, but he did but talk he about... he said something interesting for me. He talked about... You, yeah, let's listen. He talked about not just looking abroad, but also yes. within MLS, and they're waiting for the season to end to see who becomes available and who doesn't. This is, I'm already paraphrasing, so I already gave you the translation, but we'll listen to it in Spanish here. Más que a lo mejor que nombres, hablamos de, de las necesidades que podamos tener, pero un poco también queremos que termine la liga, porque también la liga presenta opciones interesantes y no solamente este hay que ir a buscar al exterior, ¿no? Entonces, vamos viendo un poco todo esto. Opciones interesantes, interesting options in the league. For me, that was one of the most interesting interesting things that Tata told us on that media availability because, uh, listen, that's one thing that Inter Miami has been lacking in all of their history, that the MLS players that they have brought to the team have not been... Uh, performing at a, at a very at good level, level. Yes, at a, on a exactly. consistent level. And mm -hmm. uh, that is one thing that they need to do better in uh, bringing players that, that have experience. Drake, Drake Calendar maybe is the exception. Drake Calendar is one of the exceptions, one of the few exceptions during these first four but, seasons. Yes, but Drake, like he was here in the beginning and he hadn't played professionally. He was. Uh, for me, Drake doesn't count. Uh, and <laughs> you could say Bryce Duke. You could say Bryce Sook was one that began improving in, in Inter Miami. But then if, if we count the first season, do you remember Will, Will Trapp, Lee and Guggen, who mm. I used to love that player. Lee Wynn, Lee Wynn. His name's Lee Wynn. And Roman Torres, who was also a proven central defender in the league. Uh, didn't They didn't have good seasons right. with Inter Miami. M they all MLS... MLS players like that are mm -hmm. you know that are acquired from within MLS by and large have not done exceptionally. So for well. me it's interesting to see because MLS has a lot of good options. And well, I'm gonna say something them, right? controversial. Yes, Chris Henderson knows them. Chris Henderson Hopefully knows Chris Henderson's so, renew his contract. But and, and we see him come back. But uh like I will give you an example of a player that is available. Uh, two examples so that you don't say that I'm biased because I'm Honduran. <laughs> And uh, Romel Kyoto doesn't have a contract. Ah, <laughs> no, 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 no puede pasar ningún podcast, Andrea, sin que menciones Romel Kyoto. En Andrea, stop that. Stop that. <laughs> well, I am giving you an example. That is a proven MLS player who has won on the league, who is very proven in MLS, as is Chicharito. But if they bring Luis Suarez, of course, it wouldn't be necessary to bring Chicharito Hernandez. But those are the kinds of players that Inter Miami has to look because when you see what was lacking in the end of last Chicharito, season... Andrea. Chicharito, Romel Kyoto, just to tell you, they are known, Franco, and they were... Both of those players are proven in MLS. 
it doesn't matter what you say, they are old, whatever. Uh, Chicharito is old, but <laughs> I would love doble, to see Chicharito. Doble amarilla y roja para Ajisita para afuera, dice Tank Chicharito with Messi would be so funny to me. So it would be so funny. But uh, seriously, Rom, players like Rommel Kyoto and players that give you that extra that Inter Miami didn't have because Robert Taylor didn't Andres, perform last happy. year Romeo because Facundo Farias went, went, went no it's just an example to tell you an example know, a lot of like players your it's your it's your like fit, in, your in the fantasy. position in the position that 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 listen Kyoto was injured for more than half of the season and <laughs> he still was the the goal scorer for Montreal so It, it, it could be good. And if you get those experienced players in the positions like Tata were, was saying, they for me, they need wingers. They need a central defender that knows this league, that has played in this league, and that doesn't come and and, and takes time to adapt. They okay. need that. Thank you for listening to Andreas Honduran MLS Fantasy, where... Uh, <laughs> no, Kyoto is not a is not a defender. Yeah. Kyoto is not a defender. But seriously, no, 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 they yeah, yeah, need... no, no more, no more Roma Kyoto, no more Roma Kyoto. They top. need experience. Fun. They need experienced MLS players. I completely agree with that. And they could get some good MLS players with. Well, we'll with... see. We'll see what they do because yeah, I mean, there's going to be pieces moving out. There's no doubt about it. this roster. Just because that's what's intact for now is what's going to be there next year. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a lot of pieces moving, especially since. Uh, and this is the last clip where Tata talks about the 2024 competitions. He talks about uh, how if they can piece together the team that they have in mind, that they expect to compete. That doesn't mean win, but compete for every competition, every tournament, every cup that they're in. So this is the last soundbite, and then we're wrapping up after this. Como pasó este año, cuando vinieron los seis futbolistas que nosotros trajimos, Entendimos que teníamos un plantel donde debíamos exigirnos en todos los frentes. Y más allá de que la Conca Champions tiene un premio demasiado grande, eh, si nosotros podemos terminar teniendo el plantel que, que imaginamos, eh, no deberíamos tener este, una sola prioridad, sino encarar de la mejor manera todo el año. Hey, that was my question. That was your question. I was going to give you your credit there. You, you keep beating me to the punch. Again, you've been missing me. I, I, I did it. Yeah, I do right, remember. So, so very, very quickly, very quick, very quickly here before we, we close the show. Didi Nielsen says, va a haber artistas mañana. Creemos no que one sí. announced. No, nobody's been formally announced, officially announced, but we do believe there will be a musical artist on hand tomorrow. Uh, Super Catch Fragilistic here at the end of the show says, by the way, congratulations to continue making content. Other streamers when Miami didn't make the playoffs, stop making content until Miami plays again. Well, thank you for that. Duran and Peruvians are make different. <laughs> we, we are make different. <laughs> Although to be, to, uh, I guess not to our credit, We're also not doing a podcast until they're playing again, which is tomorrow. So kind of, uh, we kind of, do, we are making content. I mean, the plan is to do it weekly. Absolutely. So we, we appreciate the overall sentiment. We appreciate super, super the support. Yes. Um, all right, Andrea, before we go, I have a very quick question for you to wrap up this You didn't translate. I, I said that before. I said before what, what ah, you said. Ah, okay. But I have a very quick um, question for you. Very simple. Again, No me da ordenes. Don't decorate it. Don't put little, you know, ornaments here and there like you'd like to do sometimes when I ask you a straightforward question. I know it's Christmas time and you're, in, you're probably in the holiday spirit, 
But no, 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 no decorating. Just quick answer. How soon do you think we will see Harvey Neville trade into the Portland Timbers? that was that was not exactly my final thought but my final thought was something about phil neville and i'm glad that i I get to talk without it being my final thought listen if for me it's incredible listen it's incredible for me that mls does this stuff but well I, 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 it's incredible for me. And I think Harvey Neville, yes, he will leave. I don't know if to Portland, but he will leave Inter Miami. I am 100% sure of it. There's no, I don't see any other possibility. And again, this is not yes. inside information. This is not uh, something that I've heard. This is just my supposition. But I don't see how, I don't see any other possibility than Harvey Neville getting traded to the Portland Timbers this offseason to go reunite with his dad, Phil Neville, who has Maybe been named. Maybe they can get one of the Chara brothers in, in exchange who have MLS experience, are good, and Chris that would Henderson be amazing. Would, Chris Henderson would have to pull off a tremendous heist. But yes, Phil Neville is the new head coach yes. of the Portland Timbers. And he said a lot of interesting things that, uh, well, right now we don't have time to discuss, but uh, I guess Inter-Miami fans are a little bit mad with his comments. I don't cover the Portland Timbers. I cover MLS in general. The only team I cover and I focus in on is Inter Miami by and large, right? That's that's where the focus is. Hence the, the name of the show, the colors, where we where we are, the market, you know, et cetera, et cetera. The only thing I'll say is, and we can talk about it later on in the offseason when there's less things to talk about. He made one comment that I in an interview uh, that he did on a story that I thought was interesting. And we had a very big back and forth, you and I, as well as Jose Armando and Simon Evans. And Simon. Uh, because Bill Noble says in the story, in that interview, that Miami, well, he didn't say Miami, sorry, sorry. He says Portland is a, true, a mm-hmm. is a true soccer city and that he's missed that. Now, could, could that be interpreted as he's missed it because he's been out of coaching for six months or five months, whatever it's been? Sure. But it could also be interpreted as he's saying that Miami's not a true soccer city. It doesn't have that vibe. And again, you and I have already debated this. We will not do this right now because we've already gone long. But there, I think there's a difference. Uh, there's a difference between a soccer city and an MLS city. I think there's two different things. But we'll save that for another time. Andrea, that's going to do it. No final thoughts. No final thoughts. We are at, yeah, we've gone, we've pushed our mark for this pod. So, uh, we will try, I will do my very best if my co-hosts assist me in coming back on Monday night to recap this game and talk about whatever else there is to talk about um, prior to the international break. If not, we'll be back in two weeks. There might be end of season availability uh, next week at some point. So we'll leave it there. So for Andrea Yanis, I am Franco Penizo. Before I say it, Please give us a like, comment, and share, a subscribe. Pound that subscribe button, share it. Um, it's free for you guys, and it helps us out tremendously. So please follow us. Um, if you are listening to this after the fact on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. So my name is Franco Penizo. You have been listening to Miami Total Football. When I go from English to Spanish sometimes, no me sale. Radio. There you go. Uh, we will talk to you guys very, very soon. Oh,